0: Welcome to Revamp, the revenue amplification podcast powered by dealhub.io. I'm your host, Gideon Thomas, and we will be speaking to some of the most exciting revenue leaders within the community. I'd like to welcome Royce to the Revamp Podcast Show. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on board here today. And for those people at home who don't have the pleasure of already knowing you, perhaps you could just start us off by introducing yourself a little bit about your role and, and the company that you work for.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, first off, thanks for thanks for the invite and and love joining the uh, the podcast series. So my name is Royce Brunson. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer at Health Recovery Solutions. We specialize in deploying digital health care to improve the lives of patients and and the nurses that help those patients across the country Um, and so I've been working with HRS for for two years and really have been in the digital health space and space and specifically around scaling businesses for the better part of the last decade and um, love love the work that I do so
0: that's a worthy endeavor so I'm just going to ask on behalf of everybody what is it that you guys specifically do to improve those lives
1: Yeah, so uh, what our company does is we specialize in putting equipment in high-risk patients' homes. So if you have a patient that's leaving a hospital setting and they are potentially a patient that may come back due to illness, we actually deploy kits of monitoring equipment into the patient's homes and provide the monitoring service in order to keep those patients safe and at home. Um, all the data shows patients will recover faster and safer within four walls of their own home versus those of a hospital and so we want to ensure that patients can transfer from that hospital setting into the home safely and efficiently.
0: That's awesome I love that and here today we're obviously going to have a a conversation around you know the revenue function within your org and and drawing on some of your prior experiences and I, I believe the uh the key topic area that we want to uh, to address, I'm just going to refer to my notes here, is how to move the CRO perception of RevOps from tactical to strategic. So, of course, you see it from the bird's eye view. You are, of course, the chief revenue officer, so you know how important uh, the RevOps function is. And uh, perhaps you can start us off at maybe just contextualizing why is that differentiation important? Why is it important for that perception and, and company-wide perception to be uh, shifted from tentacles to strategic? What is it?
1: Yeah, I I think it's a great question. It's an awesome topic to start with. I think a few things. One, if there are organizations out there that are looking or or wondering how to scale their business, um, I would say one of the most strategic hires you can actually make is a revenue operations leader. Mm -hmm. And revenue is not just sales. It's about obtaining and retaining revenue. And so that could include marketing, that can include your SDR teams, that can include your sales organization as well as your client success teams or others that are responsible for revenue retention and revenue renewal. So you can start to see how revenue operations is not just sales operations, it becomes a full commercial operate operators within your business. So mm-hmm. that can include all of those teams. I think the Perception that a lot of leaders have is that revenue operations as a function is what I would call like the electricians of an organization. A lot of folks think revenue operations just comes in to plug in HubSpot and Salesforce or comes in to plug DealHub and Salesforce in. That is just the 5% or 10% of what a revenue team does. And there's so much more that they can bring to the organization than just the electrical work, if you will, around the actual tech stack that a company has. So I think it's imperative when folks are looking at scaling a business that they actually start with positions around revenue operations, because having those at the initial stage or initial onset of the scale up will help ensure everything is set up for success long term versus doing it retroactively once the scale has actually started.
0: So if I was to uh, to pull on that thread, so I think that obviously RevOps are elect- glorified electricians of the org, how would you validate or evangelize internally or evidence more to the point that they're not, what would be the key ways that you would do that?
1: So th- there's a few critical things. First is, um, I, when we brought revenue operations into our organization, we made sure that there was a strategic plan around the functions themselves and that we sold the functions themselves as really fourfold. The first is is technology driven. They have to be the ones that are there to adopt the CRM, to customize CRM, to integrate apps and tools and data management reporting. There is a core function within revenue Operations that is technologically focused. The second is around uh, strategy. So The second piece of revenue operations is around ensuring sales process optimization, data analytics is in place, sales forecasting. You have high-level planning and goal setting. And that is incredibly important because it allows us, especially during the annual planning processes, to tap into revenue operations to help us for the following year or years that we're planning for. And I can give the empirical example that even right now we're planning for 2022. Mm -hmm. Who are we going to for... Conversion by vertical. Who are we going to buy to look at TAM analysis in the capture that we have on the TAM? Who are we going to to look at how we are retaining revenue by vertical? I could tell you, it's not the sales team leads or the CS folks. We go to the folks that own the data, which are the sales oper or the revenue operation teams behind that. The third piece of oh, question yeah.
0: question because it's good. I, I gotta I gotta hold my uh, share my questions before I forget. Yeah, them. So with the uh, with the with that piece there with the 2022 planning in this example and the data specifically, do they have a direct voice, the RevOps team, or do they have a filtered voice where they're collecting the data and then passing it, for example, maybe over to your desk, and then you're taking the data and then interpreting or then uh, kind of evangelizing the data. So I'm asking whether it's kind of filtered or whether it's direct. That's my, my first challenge or my first kind of question because we're again in the context of them being seen as strategic and not tactical if in fact they are just collecting the information kind of administratively doing a little bit of processing and then putting it on a desk maybe they still stay in the camp of being uh technical how do how do we how do you make that shift where they kind of get the recognition piece out of that i know it's a very practical question
1: In in you took a word out of my mouth i was say it's a very practical resolution which is Every sales leadership, every commercial leadership, I will say, because that includes marketing planning, sales planning, and CS planning, everybody is going to have those meetings where you sit down with your leaders and you say, okay, let's plan, right? There's some function of that. RevOps has to be in the room. It has to be a conversation with revenue operations. And, and our vice president for revenue operations, Saul Garcia his whole, or well, nearly his entire Q4 is spent in a lot of these planning sessions and a lot of these planning meetings mm-hmm. because he is pulled into even marketing planning. When we talk about channel conversion, so if we're putting dollars towards digital and we say, what's the conversion on X leads by channel versus Y leads by channel? That information, and when we're budgeting for marketing for 2022, that has to come out of the revenue operations function that we have. And I will say, I think one of the most important and easiest ways to make sure revenue operations is included in those conversations is to ensure your decisions are data-driven. Because when you look start looking at the data, right, and not just saying, well, I think X territory or I think Y marketing strategy will work, and you start making an empirical data conversation, that's where naturally revenue operations has to be at the table. They have to be there to deliver that data for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. So did did you touch on point three? Because I know I... I jumped so the first,
1: yeah, so the first piece is technology. It has right. to be about
0: the technology and
1: integration of that technology and customization. The second is around strategy. The third is really a kind of something I just touched on, which is around performance. Mm-hmm. And this is a really important part, which is we have to look at revenue operations through the evaluating the performance of the different components of revenue. And that can be things like compliance. so where are we to quota and if you're comping your sales folks uh, against their quota percent to attainment, revenue operations can manage that that if it's about lead management and performance of leads and conversions of let's say your MQLs or uh, other types of metrics for marketing like like your uh, MQAs, for example, a lot of folks have said we're going to move to MQA from MQL. when you look at conversions of those, especially by channel, the lead management and the lead performance, all of that should come out of revenue operations. And the final piece is a lot of folks right now are probably sitting down to go through KPI planning for next year. Mm-hmm. What's important about that KPI planning is making sure that those KPIs can be tracked in a very clean manner. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is going to come out of revenue operations. So when you're starting to sit down and think about what should my digital team be comped on in terms of KPIs or bonused on in terms of KPIs? really start with the bottoms up of what can be cleanly tracked and trended over time. And that will start with revenue operations. And the fourth and final one is around the operations themselves. So when we talk about sales enablement or product training contracts and SLAs with with different clients or hiring and onboarding, how are you doing that? That is a core function of revenue operations also. And so here at HRS, we actually have sales enablement that is a function of revenue operations. Primarily because of two reasons. A, we want the operations themselves to all fall under one piece. But the second is sales enablement is also about tech stack. And so we want to ensure that the tech stack embeds our our training processes across all departments. So we ensure sales enablement reports into revenue operations. So the the four pieces that we really look at revenue operations through around technology, strategy, performance, and operations within those buckets.
0: Fantastic. Uh, I had a, a really good question for you a moment ago and it, it completely went out of my head. But um, yeah, to so, so summarize and as you look back, what would be the key learning maybe that you've taken over the last 18 months, especially during a, a challenging time like COVID in, in the context of, of this whole uh, RevOps? Actually, I remember the question now that I was going to ask as well, which is also in terms of headcount ratios, What is your ratio of kind of rev ops people and sales enablement and all the rest of it that you would build within your pods or your clusters according to the size of growth of the company? And I ask this because I know that you're experienced at the scale up motion. So I, I imagine you have triggers like, okay, now we have whatever, 10 sales reps. We need 10 sales reps plus one rev ops. Now we have 15 sales reps. We need one of rev ops plus one sales enablement. What are the triggers of knowing when is the right time to introduce the next pieces? Is it on ratios of headcount or is it based on something else for you? So
1: it, it has to be that there's a core a core principle with that, which it has to start with headcount, right? At the end of the day, we always go out and in the sales world. Our sales leaders go out for capacity planning around sales. We so right. have to do capacity planning internally, right? So. Uh, There has to be a function there. Typically, the way that we're running it, and I'll I'll give the loose ratios are for sales enablement, we try not to have more than 12 to 14 quota carrying. When I talk about quota carrying, I mean, that can be even SDRs with SAL or, or MQ, or I'm sorry, SAL or opportunity quotas or sales executives with dollar quotas. Either one, there shouldn't be more than 12 to 14 to one in terms of sales enablement. And so the reason for that is if you really want your sales enablement team to be training, listening to calls, coaching objections, showing them where how, what marketing content to use or not use, whatever it might be, there's just a certain amount of hours in the day. And of course, there will be a disproportion of that sales enablement person's time that's taken up with a few of those quota carrying folks. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the hope is that efficiency will start to take play where those those folks that are taking up a lot of time will now become high performers. And then you can bring folks in that are needing of the time. In terms of the actual revenue operations team beyond sales enablement, um, today we have across all of our commercial functions, um, we have about 50 people. That includes sales, CS, revenue operations, SDRs, uh, marketing, about 50 people across those entire functions. Today, we have five revenue operations folks. And those revenue operations folks include our VP of revenue operations. We have two folks focused on the the CRM component of the platform uh, or of the business, making sure that that's scaled and customized in the correct ways. And then we also have a client success operations lead that's focused on specifically on the CS side of the house, ensuring that we have the correct processes for revenue retention and renewal and it's all documented correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that the, the, you know, we've talked to, or I've talked to folks that have built, you know, 600, $700 million businesses with 10 revenue operations folks. I've talked to some folks that like our business has a higher or a higher ratio, or I'm sorry, a lower ratio there. But I think it's important to know your business, right? Because some businesses don't introduce revenue operations until, it's almost too late, and there you're going to need more folks. But if you start earlier, it's actually an investment in the business, you won't have to hire as many folks down the road. Hmm.
0: That is the takeaway. That is yeah. the. There's a lot of takeaways, and that's the one to. Uh, you have to start early.
1: If folks are not starting early and they're not investing, it's not a. It's not. Uh, I think you know. I, I've talked to uh, CROs that look at um, look at ops, revenue operations as a nice to have. It's not, it's a must have within a business. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you will just be focused on getting dollars in the door and not any sort of internal efficiency around those dollars. And that can be around renewals. That can be around documentation, retention, whatever it might be. There has to be a focus on the internal efficiency of those dollars, not just getting them in the door. So.
0: Very good. I love it. That's a great uh, point to close with. And just uh, to help us uh, all at home, tell me who is the best closer that you know?
1: The best closer that I know would be Mariano Rivera for sure. And that's why he is uh, as I say, the patron saint of sales. And so he is uh he is the ultimate closer. And uh, I I think everybody has to have their their one, you know, person that they would pray to in that in that tough times. And and mine <laughs> is when at the end of the quarter, when we have to close stuff, I I look over my left shoulder at Mariano and hope to get it done. So so yeah.
0: Very cool. It's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure from myself, the whole of the Revamp uh, podcast team over here, and we look forward to your continued success and and hopefully speaking again in the uh, not-too-distant future. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time as well. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thank you.